What is going on, DL fam? Hey guys, today we're going to be talking about how to hear the voice of 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 God. How to hear the voice uh, of, of God, God, of God, of of the Creator of heaven and earth. We're going to be discussing the deep secrets that that, that Abba shares with us in the the places in which are untouched by the by the demonic forces of this world. See today we are going to see the manifestation of my prayer group. <laughs> my prayer group of 16 fiery men. We seek God every day and this is the result of it. My friend Elijah Lamb <laughs> is a part of this prayer group. No. We meet no. every day, DL fam. Because the only way that you can hear God is with a haircut, dietary restrictions, and by giving to the DL family by giving ministry. to the DL family ministries fifteen ninety nine. Because you don't need to hear God. I'll hear him for you. <laughs> I will. If you just pay me five grand, if you pay me money, me and my prophetic prayer group. We'll seek Abba God for you. and We we'll, will seek him. Yes, we'll tell you what he's saying. The you, face of God is not for you. It's for me. It's for me. I'm like Moses. I, I'm not like Moses. I, I am Moses. Moses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Wow. Okay. Great. Right. Yeah. Hearing God. Vital. Vile? Vital. Oh, okay. I was worried about you. Good topic. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of questions about this one. I And I get them all the time. Pretty consistently, yeah. People just want to know when I talk about feeling like the Holy Spirit has said something to me. What's that like? How do I make that a part of my life? So um, we're going to kind of share our stories and, and talk about what that has been like for us over time. Um, but I want to say at the beginning, I think that hearing God kind of along the lines of the jokes we were just making, um, that's one side of it, has been the people that understand it incorrectly, I think. There's two directions you can go. You have your extreme hearing God as a spectacle. Right. And you're like, yeah, I'm hearing God. He's telling me phone numbers and, and people's childhood addresses. And he told me my whole future. He told me who you're going to marry. Like weird things like that. Yeah. And it's not that God can't or won't speak those things. But when you make it out to be that that's all God speaking is like, then what you start to believe is that one, that hearing God is always a ministry thing. That's, that's, which that's really good though, which it's, it's not, it's first and foremost, a private devotional thing that everyone can do. And so if your whole understanding of like, so like, let's say you grew up charismatic and your whole idea of hearing God is prophecy. That's only as it's extension as a spiritual gift for the edification of believers. It's that doesn't, have a role to play necessarily in your private devotion to Jesus and in your personal time with him. Okay. So it's different than that. You'll also believe that only the super anointed leadership, apostle, prophet, pastor, people can do it. Apostolic global leader. Yeah. Like me. Uh, I'm kidding. But you'll, you'll think that not every, the average person can hear God, which is not the case. 100% of the people listening, if you have the Holy spirit in you can hear him, you can hear his voice. Um, and then it, again, it becomes like a spectacle of it. He always says weird, crazy, dramatic things and never simple things to actually help you or encourage you or be there for you. Um, 
only big, giant, dramatic, world-changing things that make everybody super impressed with how prophetic you are. Um, and of course, when I'm saying that, I'm speaking to a more charismatic audience. The other side of things, you're more like average evangelical, maybe Baptist reformed, um, or you know, even some modern, more tame charismatic groups. This this is a thing. People don't even know that they can hear God. Right. And their understanding of hearing God is just the Bible, which is the number one way that God wants to speak is the Bible. Correct. It is his preferred method, has always been his, scripture has always been God's preferred method of speaking to his people. It's the number one way. If you need to and want to hear God, read the Bible. Read the Bible. Like that's number one way. But but I think the Holy Spirit plays an active role beyond just scripture. Doesn't give us revelation at the level of scripture where the things I'm hearing can contradict what the Bible says. And there, no, if if what you think you're hearing from God goes against scripture, it wasn't God. Because he doesn't change. Um, that's important to know. But for me growing up, hearing God was like, I was struggling and then I would, you know, a butterfly would fly. I remember hearing somebody telling a story like that on ZD 8.3, the Christian, like, wow, radio station back home as a kid. 104.7, the fish for me. Bro, the fish? The fish. 104.7, the fish. ZDA.com. Wait, ZDA.3. Safe for the little ears. Well, I love, bro. I met Bethany Hamilton at 104.7 The Fish meetup. Wow. Okay. I grew up in middle school. Miss Tasha, my bus driver, would make me listen to the gospel rate, like the sister station. So the gospel station. So I actually grew up listening to more gospel music than I did like contemporary Christian music. Bro, that explains so much. It makes me awesome. It's so awesome. I got burnt out on it. I give myself away. Okay. Uh, um, anyway, that's a dude. That is such a good song. Do you know that song? Yeah, I've heard it so many times. Doubt it. You have no idea. What I give myself away. Let it be today. Let it be today. Bro, bro, what? You've been listening to like the Hillsong United version. What is yeah, that? Yeah, let how it this, be today. That's God, not the words of this. Are you improvising that? Your goodness is here. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, so for me, it was like, if I wanted to hear God, it was because like, the, the falling leaf at just the right time. I was like, yes, God. It was like him confirming all my bad ideas um, <laughs> and me making things out to be like divine natural revelation. Okay. You can go read about this or general revelation. God has revealed his character, his, his, his attributes to humanity through nature. nature. So he, he 100%, he does speak through things beyond just like, you know, the Holy Spirit still whisper. You know, sometimes it'll be super, super, supernatural. Sometimes it's the audible voice, which I've never experienced. But I hear stories of it. Maybe I did as a kid. Maybe. I heard a voice yell my name a couple it's times. It's happened to me once, and it was intense. Yeah. You you hear stories like that. But even when you tell that story of, like, hearing the audible voice, it's not like you you can say something back, and then you hear it again. It's just the one-time interruption. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, and so a lot of people are walking in their understanding of how to hear God and how to get direction from God. Um because I think it, it is so, I mean, you would agree, right? It's so important that if I want to know where God is trying to lead me, I want to know how God feels about me. Right. Like I have to engage with conversation with him in a way where I anticipate that he'll speak back. Not always just saying the things I want him to say. Right. And not even, sometimes I say things and I don't really feel like I hear anything. And that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like God is forced to say to say things to me. He's you know, a person know? with a personality who yeah. knows everything. And honestly, if God were to say and answer everything in immediate time for me, oh, I would be so screwed. Yeah. 
that would be bad. Yeah. It would not work out for me. Because he's my father and he knows me. Yeah, and I wouldn't like a lot of the answers to the questions I was asking. So bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but I think the Holy Spirit throughout Scripture speaks to people through a still small whisper. For example, uh, I mean, you can think of like, God even like showed that to Elijah, right? Of course, he Correct. audibly heard the whisper. So it's a little bit different. But God showed himself to be that like, Elijah sees fire and earthquake and wind and God's in those things. He comes and speaks to him in a whisper because God wants to speak intimately and closely because to us. that's our God. And this is where kind of my upbringing brought me just from a Jewish. I grew up Jewish. Um, and my, my dad was a Southern Baptist from Texas. And then I went to a Presbyterian school. Wow. So lots of just like you're messed up in the head, huh? <laughs> You're I just confused. my my view of God. You have denomination dysphoria, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my view of God was just this being who would watch me, and honestly, my perspective of God from an early age was probably the same as the average Muslim, as this God who is just too powerful to honestly know. And I I knew Christ died on the cross, but I didn't know what that meant, and I didn't know that. God was Emmanuel and a God who cared. I didn't know the characteristics of Yahweh, of my Lord. I didn't know. I, I thought he just didn't care. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit becomes a background character. Like my whole understanding of the Holy Spirit's role in my life was that he would make me feel bad when I sinned and shame me. Right. Uh, and then Martin Luther King. Bro. Wait, what? Martin Luther. Not Martin Luther King. Martin Luther, <laughs> the reformer. Uh, and then, of course, he does convict, but I... But I didn't understand how that worked. And so it was just like a, I just thought he was the shame wizard beating me up all the time. And then um, I was taught that basically the Holy Spirit was just the guy who kind of showed up when you needed him, but you didn't know he was doing his, you know what I'm like? This mystical. When I needed to evangelize, yeah. that that's him speaking through, which is true that like, that's what it says in Luke chapter 12 is that when, when at the right time, the Holy Spirit will teach me the things that I need to say and he'll speak through me a thousand percent. But in like John 14, Jesus says he'll bring to remembrance all the things that Jesus says where he works with us together to make kingdom stuff happen. Totally. But that's only in like the public expression. And when you're talking, like what about, Ministry, when, yeah. what about when it's just you and God? Right. Do you think that his model is just you talk to him? And of course we have the Bible, so he already has spoken back. But there are specific things that where I think even the Holy Spirit wants to be able to lead us to certain scriptures, but that's not on our radar. Like we don't think that God would do that. Yeah. And so... What David and I are just going to explain is kind of like how this teaching, when we first started to learn about it, was was difficult, but was really relieving and has changed our lives. Um, and uh, kind of what it actually sounds like and and what it's like to hear things from God because it can feel mystical and confusing or just like it's not real. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we'll tell stories and, and kind of explain. Obviously, not everything is anecdotal, but we're just going to explain how this has become a practice in our life so that you, feeling like you are missing out on something in your spiritual life, like you want more, know how to see things change. Yeah, and this is this is very biblical. We see in Acts, Paul wanted to go and preach the gospel in Asia, but the Holy Spirit told him not to. Yeah. What did that look like? Because we know Paul the Apostle also had an encounter when he first met Christ. It was this giant, insane moment that obviously changed him, and Christ was very physical in that, in that moment. But when Paul heard the voice of God, when Peter, when these men, you know, after Christ's ascension, were, were, were being led by the Holy Spirit, when Philip was prompted by the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel um, to that man on the carriage, I forget where he was from, but... Um, Ethiopia. Ethiopia, yeah. The Ethiopian eunuch. Yes, 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 yes. Was it this divine 
encounter where God himself manifested through a burning bush or flames of fire or said, you know, go preach now, like we see in the Prince of Egypt. Or was it, is it something else? Is there something else? And the answer is yes, very much so. 100%. We're not crazy. And you don't, maybe. The thing is, I think, I was just thinking about this. You, you don't see it as much in the Old Testament. Why? Because they weren't temples of the Holy Spirit. And the, so, the comforter so, wasn't sent out. Right. So he was on people, but he wasn't in people. So now what it says in Romans 8 is that his spirit and my spirit are like talking. And he's, he, he says to my, what is the exact quote? You know what I'm talking about? Romans 8, 15 and 16. No, I don't read my Bible. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, he says in verse 16, the spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. That my, the spirit in me that's been brought to life because of Jesus and God's Holy Spirit are unified now in like a weird way that wasn't possible before. So God did the angelic visitation thing. He did the thundering voice from heaven thing. And it's not that he stopped doing those things, but that clearly wasn't his preferred method of speaking to his people. Wild. That what That's not his favorite way to do it. He likes, yeah. Right? He's in us now. Yeah. That's in what you said this on the last episode. It was so insane. I, I got so many comments about it. Where is the demographic? Where, where does God speak? It was in us. Like the, the conversation that is had is not just in our, like, you know, it's not like we're having conversations actually in us. And so many people hear the voice of God, but mistake it for themselves. Yeah. People don't, I had moments where God was speaking to me and I just thought I had no idea that it was, but it resulted in a, a fruit where I was like, huh? Like there was a time on like this zoom call where I, this was years ago where I had no frame of reference for these things. And I felt like I had this sudden feeling like, oh my gosh, there's someone here who is like struggling with some mental health stuff. And it was really specific. And I just didn't, it just didn't click that that was the Holy Spirit speaking to me until after I was like, oh, okay, I kind of see it now. Right. So Jesus dies to make you a vessel and a temple of the Holy Spirit so that you can experience real deep intimacy with God. That's, this, this is why we don't think the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit speaks to us is because we don't understand that the whole point of the gospel is God making us friends and sons and daughters. So when we just think of ourselves as Jesus dies to make you an employee, well, what, what does he need to talk to you for? Why does he need to be involved in your life? Give you orders maybe. And Jesus then just, yeah. loves you so much. The Holy Spirit loves you. He is a person. He loves you so much that he wants to speak to you and help you, comfort you, be your counselor, your therapist. God therapizes me. He like does. it's awesome. You know, and that doesn't mean he just tells me whatever I want to hear, but right. he speaks to me really beautiful, beautifully and it's really important. But here's the thing. When I first started hearing about this teaching, I thought it was cool, but I honestly rejected it. I was very discouraged after so many times of feeling like I was trying to hear God and feeling like I wasn't hearing anything. And so when I first started hearing this teaching, people being like, no, what he says in John 10 is you're a sheep, you hear his voice. And then you can go read in Psalm 29 about like the voice of the Lord. It's, it comes in beauty and in splendor and in power. It's so important for the life of the Christian. But then being like, oh, well, I just think maybe that's not for me. Like that's not. So when, how were you kind of introduced to this idea? I was introduced by having a genuine encounter with the Lord. Um, and then really through sanctification and a process of understanding that God actually speaks. And let me give an example because it kind of can come off confusing. Again, I was super skeptical of people like saying they hear, heard God's voice because I watched a film called The American Gospel and preachers who, who bashed other men and the the voice of God was just like uh, only only fools will, will And actually... I always thought it was so weird when people go and then God told me. Yeah. Which I don't think you should do. Right. I think it's manipulative. Yeah. Most of the time. To uh, this day. In most contexts you shouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. But God does tell people things. He does. 
all the time. You can have a relationship with Jesus where he says things to you all the time. But can you talk about like how you made the transition from to never really thinking this not being on your radar, never not even thinking that you were able to do it, to engage with God in this way? How does the transition start? I where, fell I fell in love with God. Yeah. I fell in love with God and it wasn't me. It was it was God would speak to me. And it wasn't me trying to conjure something up. It just happened. I remember the first time I ever heard the Lord speak to me, like an audible, audible voice. It. I was reading my Bible after a breakup in high school, and I was so sad about everything. And I remember reading like Mark or Matthew. It was um, I forget which gospel because the when when Peter was walking on water, but there's a specific thing Jesus says. I think it's in Matthew um, or Luke. I just I forget which one. But it's when Jesus is walking water, Peter goes out, and then Peter falls and sinks, and Jesus says, "Oh, Peter, like you, why, 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 why do you have little faith?" I forget what gospel. Yeah, oh, it's you in. have little faith. It's oh, in, you have little it's faith. In Matthew, it's in Mark too. I think. Um, and I, I remember reading this. Or I no, re- that one's only that part is only in John. But he says like, "Oh, Peter." So he just says, "Oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt?" Yeah. Okay. I forget which one it's in Okay, too. but I'm glad. Yeah, it's weird. I digress. While reading this, it was midnight. I remember this so specifically. I was leaning on my bed. I was sitting on the floor, leaning on my bed. Light from the moon was blaring in through my blinds. That's how I was reading the Bible. All my lights were turned off. Super dramatic, like always. And I read that, and I literally heard God say, Oh, David, like, why do you doubt? Or he, it was my name that was placed in it. And I remember hearing that and freaking out, but that didn't last long. I just began to weep and weep and weep. It was this crazy experience. It was wild. And that was the first time I heard the Lord speak. And no one really had to, you know, convince me of it. I just fell in love with the Lord and I said yes to Jesus and then he spoke. So what you're describing, was that audible or what was it like? It was like me and you talking right now. So that's, you've heard the audible voice of God multiple times then. Maybe. But what's it like on a day to day? Like how do you, I'm talking, how do you go from the transition of. That was my transition. So that was. So that moment, but then what's it like the next day? Like how do you engage with God differently now? I just. Again, it's, it's, I just fell in love with God. And so throughout my day to day, it was not that intense every single time, but I would genuinely hear a voice in my head that would lead me to certain things or into places, or like you said, I would have a feeling. For instance, one day I was weeping in the woods because I was so terrified. All your stories are always weeping. I was weak because I was so terrified that I didn't know God Mm -hmm. because it's been a consistent lie throughout my life. Um, Obviously, with more history, that lie becomes just less valuable and holds less weight. But I just got saved. I didn't know the enemy is trying to stop, you know, stop a believer from falling in love with the Lord. So he says, you don't know God. And I say, God, God, how can I know you? Oh, like, do I know you? And I was just I was praying and weeping and I didn't even know what I was saying. I was just freaked out talking Mm -hmm. to God. God, do I know you? And then, this has never really happened before, but John chapter 10, I don't forget which specific verse, but the specific verse, it was like John chapter 10, like verse 21 or something like that, um, popped right in my brain, and it was the verse, um, the shepherd knows the sheep, and the sheep knows the shepherd's voice. 
it was that verse and I was like oh my gosh this is awesome yeah and I freaked out and said haha devil um that was really like my second time um but I guess now, like day to day, I can give a really good example. Really, it just it happened two days. Yeah, actually, yesterday, I was I felt so hopeless and I was so confused and all these things and really wrestling with like God, what am I doing? You know, like oh, like oh God, I just need help. I just have all these emotions and I don't know how to process them. I just need help. I'm a shepherd. I'm a sheep in need of a shepherd. And God led me to Psalms chapter thirty-four, um, and it spoke exactly what I was, what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. But when you say God led you to it, what is that like? Pr- like really Psalms, simply, Psalms chapter four, chapter 34 popped in my brain and that's it. That's it. It's not this crazy sp- spontaneous, like the craziest moment you've ever heard of. No, no, it's not that it's, I only have, I can count those encounters on my hand. Right. And I've heard God's voice thousands of times. And that's important because th- although those are the stories that are fun to tell, that's not the day to day. That's not the things that you're surviving on. It's not exactly. It's not what I'm surviving on because it's not what I need because I hear God daily. It's like falling in love with someone. I don't need to go to Disney World every day with that person. Right. And have this crazy experience throughout my relationship. We're going to have crazy times. We're going to see a shooting star. We're going to have like, like, oh, you know, if we're dating, like, oh, like the first kiss, like all this cool stuff. Wow. But I wanna, let's go on a date, bro. We're going to see. Show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's just the shooting star part. Um, but, um. Uh, it's not this crazy thing all of the time. It's like me and Elijah's friendship. I have like, I have a, I have a memory with Elijah. It was the second time we ever met. And, um, I was doing his laundry. It's just, no, what? Stealing some of his socks. What? And I, uh, it was incredible. I still have those socks today. What's wrong with you? (laughs) How did that even, (laughs) sorry. No, but I, I, I've known Elijah for like three years or something. Um, and I remember, um, me and Elijah were roommates now, which has been just absolutely horrible. Yep. Um, the worst, but I remember one time I was in a living room with all these, with all these, uh, uh, dudes and gals just worship the Lord. And I was weeping and Elijah's weeping next to me. We we're just worshiping God. And that was crazy. It was, it was a cool moment. We were like, looked at each other, both weeping. We were like, yes, we just wept together. Yes. Like worshiping. It was so that awesome. It doesn't happen often. Yeah, and I don't need to be friends with Elijah for that to happen every day. Cause that would be weird. It would be weird. If that was all we did, it'd be strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. So really what, what David is describing here, guys, is that his story of hearing God's personal quiet voice. First of all, it happens in the consciousness. Okay, so this is what I said in the last episode, that God's, the primary function of your mind, the main reason that God designed your consciousness was so that it could be the dwelling place of his voice, so that the Holy Spirit could speak to you there. That's why, that's number one reason why it exists, okay? First and foremost, that's number one priority. That's why we take thoughts captive, because the enemy wants to come in and soil lies so that hearing God's voice is harder, so that there are other things that we're hearing, so the flesh dominates us, and so that it becomes, God's voice becomes less clear to us. That is the point. But what Jesus says is have ears to ear, hear. So if you're not even listening and you don't know that that is where the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, you'll never pay attention. You'll, you'll never know that that's what's happening. Um, but so the other thing David's describing is that he started hearing God because he was in consistent conversation with God. Meaningful, consistent conversation with God. So many people complain like, oh, I don't hear God. But you, you don't talk to him like a friend. You don't consistently speak to him. You your don't whole, meet your, with him. Your whole vision of prayer is like, oh, I'm going to pray for three hours in bed tonight. And then you fall asleep five minutes in. It's like, bro, because 
you, that's not, you know what I'm saying? Prayer is not because you have no. You, it's 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 not some formula you conjure up to hear from God. Right. So he can't be manipulated in your in your little day to day plan. You have to know him. Yeah. So like you know, I used to write lists of things that I was going to sit down and pray about. Which which that make we still do that for yes, any session. It's good structure. But yeah. like when I'm talking with God, I just tell him everything. Yeah. And I talk to him about things that I'm thinking about, and and sometimes I hit him with a little good morning, Lord. Like happy to be yours today just talk but talk just saying little things to him and then giving him the space not that god needs it not that i i i don't like when preachers say god we just give you we give you permission that is he doesn't need it chief yeah so strange to me so strange to me but you can harden your heart and you can close your ears so that you're not paying attention and you're not with so that you're never giving him the space to actually speak to you. It's okay? a lot of times it's just I, ignorance. I, I hate when people do things like God can't. God can't speak to you because you're not. He can do whatever he freaking wants. He can. Okay, but like, what's he like? You know what I'm saying? What's what's relationship with him really like? And so I think um, a lot of times, what are you talking to him about? Do you ask God questions? Is your, are your prayers ever open ended, where you're actually desiring God to speak, or do you just? Brain, I mean, brain, I brain dump on God all the time, but do you just try and impress him with your words? Say, you know, give him your King James prayers and then walk away. Or are you actually trying to be relational with him? Right. Yeah. Engage with God in a relational way. And, and you'll have yeah. the anticipation and the expectation that he's going to engage with you that way as well. But if you think God doesn't love you, he's disinterested in you. He's not involved. You'll always like, you'll finish up your prayer moment and dip and get out of it and never sit with the Lord in those moments of silence asking him to say things to you because you won't think he wants to do that. So if you have unbelief about whether or not God wants to, God will, or he can speak to you, you'll never hear it. 100%. And it's, again, I'm saying this again, it's not a formula. There's no five-step plan. There's no, there's no, there's like the five C's, courage, courageous, charisma, like all these. Courage and courageous. (laughs) Charisma. (laughs) It's not like this little plan that you can have. Yeah, if you do this every day, you'll hear from God. Oh, he's he's not. And that's why I said like you can't manipulate it, manipulate him in your little plan is because I've heard so many sermons of people saying like, this is how you hear God. And again, it's a sermon, so it's teaching, but people will give formulas. Yeah. It's just he's he's God. He's a person. He's a personality. He he wants to know you, and again, it, it, there's no there's no step. There's no there's no microwave plan. It's just as simple as it is. Get to know him, and just be patient enough to listen. Yeah. And there's been times in my life where I wasn't patient patient, and I wasn't sitting down and listening, but God still spoke um, because yeah. He loves us. We just have to believe it. So I believe how to hear God practically. You need to be intentional. And you also need faith because there's some times where I'll hear something and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Was that just me? Um, the, the number one thing that kept me from hearing God's yeah. voice was believing that God didn't want to speak to me. That was the number one thing. I Any moment where I was asking God something, I would get discouraged 15 seconds in and just decide that, that, that God didn't want to speak to me that way, that I didn't have that gift, that that's not who I was. You know, that's just that's just what I believed. And so I was I was literally, as I began to hear about people who were saying they were hearing things from God, I became afraid to try and ask God to speak to me because I was so scared that he wouldn't do it. That was, so this, I had a very, very different experience. And I'll share a quick version of what it was like. So I got around people that came from a very different Christian tradition than I was from that I was thrown into this world suddenly people doing like prophecy and saying that the Holy Spirit was speaking things to them. They would stop and pray. And then all of a sudden they had things to say from the Lord. And I was like, 
what? That was accurate. Like what? Yeah, that were. And I'm like, what's so? I'm, I I didn't doubt prophecy, but I just was kind of like, I don't know if that could be something I could do. And my the end of this podcast is, you know, the goal is not to be like everyone should walk in prophecy. I mean, Paul says, like earnestly desire it, and that it's the best gift, but not the point. If you never give a prophetic word the rest of your life, I do not give a rip. But if you hear the Holy Spirit privately and personally, that's wonderful. And you can do it consistently and you expect that he'll do it. It's great. But so my journey with it was when I moved to LA, I really began to be introduced to this idea and started to ask God things. But again, it was this constant discouragement where I would go months of never asking God anything or ask him to speak to me that way because I was just so afraid that he wouldn't do it. Part of it because I just had the unbelief and I didn't think he loved me. Um, But I, what I had to learn really as, so, you know, I would say, you know, God doesn't really want to speak to me that way. And was really on and off with it. Um, for six, six or seven months, bro, after I moved to LA and I had been introduced to it like almost a year before that. So I had all this time of like thinking about it, kind of putting it to the background and being really afraid of it. And it would make me anxious and afraid, like just wasn't going great. Seven months into LA being around people doing it all the time was when I finally began to feel confidence that God had spoken to me, that he was speaking to me, that he wanted to, that I could hear his voice. So it was a long journey for me. Here's what I had to learn that nobody told me. This is the thing that I had to get down that I didn't anticipate. I thought that hearing God for me, I would start asking God to speak to me. And then immediately what that would result in was instant clarity. I was getting essays bombed by the Lord where it was like hearing almost an audible voice. I thought, but that's not what it's like. And one of the scriptures that encouraged me was Hebrews chapter five, verse 14. Paul says, but solid food is for the mature, for those whose senses have been trained to distinguish between good and evil. So he talks about the idea of that you, you grow, other translations say that you grow in discernment of good and evil by practice. That is this verse for me when I read it was like, oh my gosh, that's what's missing is actually, and this can be uncomfortable for people, but what I had to learn was I'm not very good at telling the difference between what's me and what's God. Naturally, I'm not because I'm immature and I need wisdom, right? So what Paul said, or what the writer of Hebrews, excuse me, says, the way to learn that is by training and by practice. So I had to start trying to hear God's voice. And I had to have moments where I thought I heard God and it wasn't him. That th- Those are the moments that taught me how to hear the Lord was boldly having faith and saying, you know what? No, I do believe God wants to speak to me. Thinking that I heard something and then finding out that that's not what he said. You know what I'm saying? That that wasn't him, that that was actually me. Because you start to tell the difference between what his voice sounds like and my voice sounds like. Really, really simple explanation of what hearing God's voice is like. All it is, is a spontaneous thought that didn't come from you. It's that simple. Hearing the Holy Spirit is a spontaneous thought that did not come from you. For me, when I'm thinking, I can trace back my, my thought process, my line of reasoning, how I got from one thought to another. When it's God speaking, it's there's no thought process. There's no introduction to that thought. I didn't think my way into that conclusion. It's just there. Does that make sense? And I can give an example of that. I remember one time I was in the woods and I was by a riverbed, a very deep riverbed, about 20 feet deep. And I was crying out to God because he wasn't answering me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was screaming out to the Lord, God. God, like, where are you? Literally screaming. And I saw like just wind move throughout the trees. And I was, <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, Lord, like, why won't you move in my life? Very like, whatever. Just emotional mess. Asking God why he's been silent. It was probably, he was probably didn't speak for like, like 14 minutes, but I was still crying out to God. <laughs> and I, as I'm screaming, 
<laughs> as I'm screaming, pointing to the sky, I hear a voice interrupt me out of nowhere. And it said this, he's testing you. He's watching to see what you will do. Mi- interrupted me. Yeah. And I just fell on my knees and repented. I said, God, I'll do whatever you ask. God. Yeah. <laughs> but it was this crazy interruption. And it's not always on that level. Again, it's, 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 it's not always that dramatic. It's not always the life interrupting change you forever thing. Sometimes it's really simple. Seriously. So for me, when I started to make a practice of it, I would, you know, I have the stories where dozens of times I'd be like walking through a grocery store. I'd be somewhere and I'd be like, God, are you saying anything? Or I would just be like, hey, Lord, I'm listening. Like I would do, you know, what Samuel says, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Centering myself, God, I want to hear you. I want to hear you. Like that's important that I, every time I want to hear from the Lord, I tell him, Jesus, clear my mind. Help me to discern my thoughts, to know what's from you. Would you speak to me clearly, Lord? I want to hear you. I want to listen and I want to respond to whatever you say. Centering things that way. But so I would do that in moments and I'd be expecting like some perfect, because, you know, I hear these stories from David. This is, this is a part of it. I would hear these stories from David and be like, I got to hear crazy things. I do. But then dozens and dozens of times the only response i've gotten is i love you and for me i didn't like that for a long time i would go wow that must just that must not be me like that whatever but then i thought about it and i thought about like for me one of my like earliest experiences in a relationship just the way i am i'm just such a goober so weird i would just say i love you like every 20 minutes all the time just just because when i had nothing i had nothing else to say there was nothing else pressing on me at that moment so that's all i would say and i realized that God understands me and he gets me. And every time I come to him, he He knows what my heart is like. He comes and he just says, mm-hmm. I love you. I, I have nothing else to say right now. I love you. Like, because that's what I was like. You know, what I, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like how specific brain, that was to me? Yeah. But it was something so simple and I missed how profound it was because I wanted God to say something dramatic. But God telling me he loves me is the craziest thing that he could say to me. It's the great. So you have to be content and if you approach God to hear from him and all he says is, I love you, then that's enough for you because it's the craziest thing you've ever heard. And so it's it's little things like that. Um, I think one of the things to clarify practically again of what, what hearing God can be like and what those spontaneous interrupting thoughts can be like because they're not always intense. Sometimes I, I had this moment with the Lord, one of my you know few dramatic moments with the Lord where I feel like the Lord totally healed me of lifelong rejection wounds and changed my life. And it was the things, that moment with the Lord, I was... What it was like for me was like I was seeing pictures in my head of myself as a kid. And it was like God saying in the back of my head, I loved him. I loved him. I loved like, and it was blowing my mind, right? That moment was like, it's like a voice that was almost audible. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Where it's not out loud, but it's like more intense than what hearing God is usually like for me. Right. Like sometimes it is like, it's one step below audible. Where it's like, it's dominating thought where I'm like, whoa, there's no questioning what's going on right now. Right. But other times it's still, it's small. You have to pay attention. Yeah. You have to give him your full, because that's what he wants from you. He wants your full undivided attention. So in Psalm, I think it's 86, uh, David says, God, give me an undivided mind that I might fear you. I open my prayers with that. Give me an undivided mind that I could just look at you and be solely focused on you because I know he wants my full attention. So sometimes to hear God requires your full attention because he speaks stilly, small, small voice, gently. And so there's three things that that typically looks like. And again, it's not always the same. Sometimes he will speak scripture, whether the verse 
like, you know, tell me, like, I'm working on things for good, citing Romans 8 to me. But a lot of times it'll just be like, Romans 8, 28. Like, kind of like a John 10 story. Yeah. So being, sometimes that means I need to like, I get that, that scripture mind, I need to go read that right now. Yeah. And then it's specific to me. Sometimes it's like a, it's a, you know, a vision or a picture, something so simple. So like I've written down like a couple, uh, did I, sh did I share kind of what that was like the last one? I think I talked about some of the pictures I was getting, yeah. but just other instances of me. I was praying to the Lord. I asked him to speak to me about, you know, God, why am I like this? Or God, what are you trying to say to me? It's the more specific, the better, but I got, this is written down from February. I saw a picture of a person blowing their nose, but they missed the tissue and the snot like went straight through and the, the tissue like flew in the air. And you're like, what? That, it was specific to my circumstance and I knew what it meant. Yeah. Um, and then I, I saw a race car with a parachute behind it, like pulling it. Little, And then I've seen, but then I've, like those things are weird, right? Like I see little weird things that then I have to go, God, what does that mean? Or I have to think about what, but then sometimes it's like, I close my eyes and I see this picture of I'm standing there and Jesus like grabs me and kisses my head. And it's like, oh. So those picture moments, it's, it's the, when people are like vision can feel really intense. It's really all it is, is like God is using your imagination with you. Like it feels for a brief moment, like I'm cooperating with God in my imagination that there's someone else who's helping me do the imagining besides myself. And it's not, I'm not like thinking, I'm trying to think of some, a, a picture that like speaks into my situation or whatever. It's I close my eyes, Lord, you speak. And then immediately it's like, I see something you know sometimes I see you know for you know when I'm praying for other people I saw like curious George one time and like just little things like that but they were specific and they were relevant and then the third thing is you can hear like phrases um, little things and little responses so like for example when I was you yeah when I was just in Hawaii um, uh, last month I was praying to the Lord and I was telling him I said Lord like it's so sweet to be loved by you it's the most wonderful thing in the world to be loved by you um, the reason was because I stopped in worship and paused and I heard the Lord and I love sharing this story because it makes me seem like a little girl. The Lord, what the Lord does to you is he turns men into boys and just shrinks you and he says the sweetest things. Um, I was just preaching at this youth group in Canada and all the boys in the youth group laughed at me when I shared this. But what I heard the Lord say was he just said, oh, my sweet boy. And I was just like, oh, I just started. And I don't have, this doesn't happen to me all the time, but I just started to cry. I'm like, God. Oh, your love, bro. Like, it's crazy. And I, I get like, for, I was just like, Lord, it's so, I remember I said to him, Lord, I wish you knew how sweet it is to be loved by you. And then it was like, right back to me, he said, if only you knew how much I love being loved by you. And I was just like, what? Like, what does that mean, dude? Like, that's crazy. Crazy. You know what I mean? But it was intimate. It was just, it was like a little phrase, one sentence, you know, not a full conversation where I have this voice bounce around my head saying a bunch of things it was just one little phrase responding to back to me so if you're trying to figure out what god when it's god speaking those are three ways he tends to speak to me and a lot of people i think yeah and i have something very similar i told pretty two intense stories but one time i was at my desk i was reading my bible it was like four o'clock in the afternoon and i was falling asleep trying to like read philippians just i mean my head was bobbing you know and you like jolt back up and you go back up you jolt back up and i basically landed on my desk I'm like so tired I'm not doing anything and I hear this emos e-m-o-s Christian I was like what and immediately like in my brain like emos Christian it just popped in my brain like right now I say elephant you just thought of an elephant just now yeah. elephant but it's you're not you're not seeing an elephant right in front of you you're just thinking of an elephant and I saw 
Emos, E-M-O-S. And I looked it up and it means my. And I saw Christian. It's just my Christian, my Christ-like one. Random. My little Christ. My little Christ. Random. Rand, I wasn't doing anything. And another time, I was at my house and I was cleaning dishes at like 12 o'clock at night. And I heard this cricket outside. And crickets are just my favorite because it reminds me of like when I was a kid and I would always play outside at night. And I heard this cricket outside. And I just feel like time stopped. And I just knew God was smiling. I really felt without him even, I didn't hear the audible voice, but if you've ever dated someone and they were just looking at you mm-hmm. and they're just like, <laughs> I just looked at Elijah weird and, um, they're, they're like, or maybe you, like you're just staring at someone you love and they just catch you and then they blush. It was like that. I was cleaning dishes and this cricket was outside and I turned and stopped and I was like, Lord. Just, just that. I just asked, Lord? And I just, just basically caught him staring at me. And I wept. That's like the create Because then you're like having this interaction with God, but he's not even like saying anything. Yeah. Like I had that moment happen with me one time where I like finished preaching and I was like, I don't know if that was good. And I was like, Lord, like, what'd you think of that? And I just felt warmth. Like. Yeah. And it was, Whoa. I could feel him smiling. You know what I'm saying? But what people don't like about this is like what, what, what it becomes. People go, oh, you know, you're God, you're hearing from, you're just saying, God's just saying whatever you want him to hear. That's what that is. No, no. We've got to get into it. God interrupts and says things that I'm like, dang, you're right. All the time. Yeah. The Lord rebukes all the time. But the heart of God is he deals gently with us. So no, when I'm hearing God, he's not abusing me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when I come to him, he'll say things that I'm like, I don't want to do that. I were like the Lord interrupt me and be like, you need to go do this right now. You need to go say this to this person or whatever it is. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want to, or he'll like rebuke me and, and, say, and he'll show me that there's like errors in my character. Like he will say things to me of like, I'll talk to him and I'll be feeling conviction. Cause then taking your conviction to the Lord, this is like a whole upgrade going to the Holy spirit and being like, I feel conviction about this Lord. Like, I'm sorry. And the Lord being like, there's more for you. This is or even being like, this is an area of pride. You have pride. This is where it's coming from. Yeah, like God corrects me, and it's not this feel-good thing all the time. I promise you, it's not. I remember one time, so specifically, I was driving, and oh, I was just, I was trying to get somewhere fast, and I was kind of uh, uh, irritated, and I cut somebody off, and I did it again, and then I did it again. I was like, oh, whatever, it's okay. And then I'm driving, and then someone cuts me off directly after and I go I, I said you know I'm like, oh are you like come on and I felt the Lord say it's not fun is it but not in the sense of like it's not fun is it it was like <laughs> it's not fun is it bro um and it's <laughs> just like oh you're right it's not um another time I uh again driving story I was driving super super reckless in high school um and I was just like you know, I was during COVID and I was just having fun, whatever. I was speeding through cars mm-hmm. and I cut someone off bad and I almost caused a wreck. Um, it was an 18 wheeler was in front of me and the grandma was to the left. It was a two lane highway in the middle of Dallas, Georgia. And Dallas, I like Georgia. That's a, a real place. It's a place. And I just cut immediately. Um, like in between these two cars, they were about, it's like a scissor, you know, they were about to scissor. I just cut right in between 
And I literally heard God say, no, David, no. Of like, don't do that. Like a father, like getting like upset. Yeah. Like it's, it was like, oh, and I felt so like, oh, shit. Yeah, I've had moments where like, I'm about to say something mean, like a mean joke and God being like, don't, that small. Don't say that. I'm like, but I want to. Don't do or God being like, go apologize to them right now. Like have, like, you know what I'm saying? Where I can hear it and I can feel what the Lord is saying where he's like, go make that right. But that's how a dad would speak. Like if my dad watched me be really mean to somebody and they stormed off upset, the Lord would be like, go fix that. Yeah. Or my dad would be like, you got to fix that, bro. You got to go. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So the Lord says, go, go make that right. Go apologize. Go repent to them. Yeah. And so all the time hearing things from the Lord where I know I have to do it. And I'm like, Ugh. but then it's also cool even explaining that like, Again, he doesn't always say like the hyper spiritual things that I think he'll say. Sometimes he gives me practical advice and wisdom. Like, I mean, I remember, I remember you came in May and you were talking about the Lord telling you to stop biting your nails, you know, like. I promise you because I was so undisciplined. Yeah. It was God, I think. I, I, a few months ago, I felt the Lord tell me to stop drinking caffeine because I've been dealing with health stuff. And every time I feel really sick and tired, I'm like, I'm just going to go get an energy drink. And I was in pain one night because of it. And I was sitting down. It was before one of our Sunday night gatherings. And I like sat with the Lord in this balcony. And I was like, God, I'm, it was a really hard day health wise. And I was like, God, I, I don't know. like, this is just tough. And he was like, well, are you going to depend on me or, or the caffeine? And it's not like, God, it's like, I hate caffeine. It's not this big over spiritual weird thing. He was just like, just pick one. Let, let me be there for you in this instead of running to something to help you. And I was like, okay. So it's been three months and I haven't touched caffeine, which sucks, by the way. Red Bull's my favorite thing to drink, not just like because of the caffeine. It's, it tastes so good. Bro. The flavored ones. It's cancer, bro. Oh, dude, it's so good. But just little things like that where the Lord does interrupt and it's, it doesn't, he doesn't always say, like, I was, like I'm saying, the big dramatic things, the super deep spiritual things. Sometimes it is fatherly involved, careful things. Um, but I would say most often in my life when I'm hearing God, it's because I I've positioned myself to hear him. So there are times where there's a little interruption, 100%. But most of the time when I'm hearing things from the Holy Spirit, it's because I've sat down, or even if I'm like out and about, I've quieted, quieted myself and decided to pay attention and asked him to speak. And then he does. And then I hear him. Does that make sense? But so isn't there like a five-step plan? No. No. There's nothing that we have to do to hear God? No. So, so like really, but it is sometimes you do, if you want to hear him, you have to spend time with him. Yeah. And here, here's, this is what I, what I really was getting at before. You cannot beat yourself up and get discouraged if you don't feel like you're hearing things. What it says is by training and by practice, just keep asking. Don't get discouraged. Don't get beat down. Don't have unbelief and doubt. Just keep coming to the Lord and ask him to speak. Just keep coming. I think one, one of the things I would say to watch out for is what the scripture says is he resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Probably the main thing that will keep the two main things I think that keep people from hearing God clearly are pride and unforgiveness. Those two things probably interrupted the most. That's baller. But he speaks to sinners. He does. He does. You know what I'm saying? And so if you make all of it into like this, this, I don't know. Jesus says, draw near to me. Or James says, draw near to me. And I'll draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Just draw near. And if there's an issue in your life that you need to repent from, he'll say it. And if you know it and you haven't repented of it, figure it out, bro. And maybe you've been a Christian for a very long time and you're listening to this like, oh, God, like God's never ever told me to like stop driving bad or do this, not drink caffeine. Like, oh, gosh, I've never even had a crazy encounter. Have you ever been convicted of something you shouldn't have done? Has there ever been like, oh, I shouldn't do that? Like, I just want to encourage you 
you know, there's practice like Elijah's saying, and there's also, there's also, I just want, the reason why we're making this is just to show you there's more. There's so much more than just conviction about not watching porn or something like that. Like, right. That was the only times I was ever hearing God grunt. Yes. And it wasn't even him. Because I would just yeah. struggle with sexual sin and then just beat myself up, go read Romans 7, and you know, and go again. And we talked about this already, but I just didn't even understand what conviction was. I didn't really start to, start to understand conviction until I had a practice of listening to the Lord. Because until I involve Real him, conviction. Yes, until I involve him in the conviction, all that does is it gives my flesh room to go into shame. But when yeah. I feel convicted, when I instead talk to the Lord and let him diagnose me, really is what it is letting him go like here's the real heart here's the real heart of what's going on here's the root of the issue instead of just being like god i'm sorry i hate myself i know you hate me too but really being like jesus why am i struggling with this and letting him speak sometimes he'll take me to memories of things when i'm god god why why is this insecurity in my life and he'll show me a memory and i'll go oh wow lord i need healing so this is perfect what i think you guys should do is and when you when you're when you're practically struggling with something maybe even right now we've been talking and you're like oh man I have all these issues even as Elijah and I are talking I'm like man I god I'm sorry like I want to come to you more like seriously <laughs> it's like this process yeah I would encourage you practically instead of going to your best friend or to the mentor maybe sit down with the word of god and just say god what are you saying and that doesn't mean flip up into a random page, but really just wait. Yeah. What if you were to wait? Keep the Bible closed, but sit with God. And when you have a problem, and if you're a born again, professing Christian who loves the Lord and believes in the resurrection, um, like just sit down and just wait. Like, what if you were to go to God before you went to somebody else? And this is this is really prevalent. Um, Francis Chan says that so many people rely on Moses to hear from the Lord. But we have been the we have the ability now to go up the mountain ourselves. That's why I, made, I was making that Moses joke earlier, when you probably had to turn your headphones down really fast because we were screaming. But you don't need someone to hear God for you. You don't. You yourself can't hear God. Yeah. But are you patient enough? Are you willing? Do you have enough faith to to do so? Yeah. And people hear God for us. I hear God for David sometimes. It's true. David hears God for me sometimes. That's that's a that's what's the blessing of being in community with people who have this as a part of their practice. But I want to know what the Lord is saying to me first and foremost. And yeah. it, it's when I feel like, oh man, I really don't understand what He's saying, or I need like I just need practical wisdom or advice. Where friendship and mentorship is still really, really important. Vital. Yeah, I'm not saying discard, disregard so it. So important. Because sometimes I'll ask God a question, and I really feel like, oh, I'm actually, I actually think I'm supposed to go to like some mentors or Elijah about this. Like yeah. the Lord is. Lord is um, uh, purposely silent so that we so that we go to each other because it's really developed a, a sense of like oh this is why the church is the church or I'll have a crazy dream probably every night I'm like I wake up I'm like Elijah what does it mean yes um uh, like this stuff happens and honestly if you know if I Wait. had a, like lone wolf it then yeah God is speaking to you through a dream but He wants to involve other believers which is wild and helping you know what He was saying it happens all the time it's just fun He He brings community into it we're hearing God together you know. Um, and so I think really like making a practice of this and this being a part of your life is, again, you have to ask God the right things. I think a lot of the reason why young people think that they don't hear God is because they just keep asking God what to do with their like relationship. It, I've, I've, David, tell me if, tell me if you have, have you ever in your life had God speak to you about if you were supposed to date a girl? No. No. 
No, like so fast. No, bro. In those um, hyper emotionally involved situations, those don't tend to be the moments where I'm like, yes, I have deep clarity from Lord. Every time I'm like trying to figure it out with the girl and I try to talk to the Lord about it, it's radio silence. For real, we go mute, bro. Part of that is because ghost us, bro. No, no, part of it's because he's a genius and he wants my relationships to, for me to know that it was my decision, even if I believe he's sovereign and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I can't one day go, but God, you told me. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's my, he's a genius. Um, but it's it's just the wrong, like obviously I, I talk to the Lord about those things, but I'm not always going, God, yes or no, do I date them? You know what I'm saying? It, you, you just have to ask him the right questions. You can ask him about every single detail, but if you're asking him about weird stuff, you're not hearing anything, that, that could be the problem. So for me, bro, when you sit down to read your Bible, whenever, whenever you read this or whenever you listen to this, excuse me, like whether it's tonight or tomorrow, whatever it is, ask the Lord, God, what, what passage should I read? And just sit there and see what passage comes to mind. Just wait. And if you hear nothing, cool. Just read read something. You know what I'm saying? That that doesn't mean God doesn't want to speak to you. You know? So like for me, when I sit down to read, I'm like, Lord, would you speak to me of what I should read? And if I don't feel anything, I'll just go, okay, I'm just going to go read the whole book of 1 Corinthians. Or I'm just going to go read all of Colossians. Or I'm going to go read a bunch of Psalms I really like. Whatever it is. Or, you know, I feel like right now I'm going to read all four of the Gospels. That's what I'm going to do. Because I'm still, by engaging with the scripture, and re- that's a way of readying yourself to hear the Lord's voice. But ask him the small things that there's no reason he wouldn't want to speak to you on. You know, when you before you go to bed at night, a couple times a week, ask the Lord, God, what is an area today that I crushed it? And what's an area today that I fell short? And let him encourage you and rebuke you. Let him. So it's starting with the little tiny things like that. Um, and I think some people get weird and they'll be like, yeah, I asked God how tall this person was. And he told me, I'm like, okay, God, what's their favorite color? I think it's just like okay like maybe he is saying that maybe maybe you know what I'm saying but maybe maybe you know or people like just ask God what you should eat for dinner tonight I that stuff is cool but that's not I I don't that's not my personality yeah that makes sense like I don't wake up and I go God what should I wear today because I the psalmist also also says that we are not horses with bits in our mouth yeah like we have we have freedom in the sense of like you don't have to I guess God can't speak like that, but I love just to apply it to anybody else. Elijah, what should I eat for dinner tonight? Right. That, that's what I was I just going to say. Like there's no know, intimate bro. relationship in my life where that is normative where I'm like, what should I, should I wear today? Which you can do that with God, but because it's my personality and I think that's weird. That's not the questions I'm asking him. Uh, if he wants to speak to me about what to eat, he'll tell me. I know. And I have a friend named Logan who asked God, what should I wear today? And God was like, where's this weird Olaf onesie? And he went to a coffee shop ward all day and he had like, 25 gospel conversations but logan doesn't do that every day yeah. but i so i don't want to dismiss the little stuff i know that sounds might sound kooky but, but the find th- the right little things right I mean. yeah yeah F- that's perfect find the right little things for you the things that apply to you you know um yeah this is good this is awesome I hope this is helpful. All of this is an actual lie. Wow. You don't have to worry about any of this. If you donate to me $15 a month, you will be able to have everything That's you terrible. need and want. Please, bro. I'll hear God Just no for you. Um, okay. Really quickly, people who feel like God is being silent with them and not speaking to them anymore. What do you think? That sucks. If I'm you the, donate to me, then bro, you won't have to have that problem. I'm in a dry spell, David. God is being silent. Hey, bro, open the Bible. 
can, can I just tell you that that is always the answer? Every single time I tried to tell people that God was being silent with me, it was because I read my Bible once every two weeks. It's true. Like, Harsh, but it's true. No. I, mean, I remember being on the other end of that. Like, I was like mega depressed. And I was like, God, you're not solving all my problems. And you're not saying anything to me because I wasn't reading my Bible. And the first time I opened my Bible, I like whipped open to some passage of Jeremiah. Bingo! And it was like, oh my gosh, my whole life has changed. Why? Just read your mail. Because it did. I mean, it was crazy. Because uh-huh. it was like, I, if, if you want to hear his voice, prove it, bro. Like, and I don't mean in a performative way. I just mean like your your life will tell me the truth. Prove it by donating to me fifteen ninety nine a month. That's crazy, but your life will tell me how badly you want to. Hear. And it, it, it's even weird to say how badly because it doesn't. If you want to hear him bad enough, you will. But it's like if, if you if hearing God is important to you and it's something you want to be a part of your life and you know that you need it, then you'll sit down and spend time with him. You'll open the Bible. You'll seek him in those places. You just will. What you got? That's really good, bro. I'm terrified of you. Like, there's, I don't know the last time there was a single thought going on behind those eyes. Like, it's like staring into a, at a dead man. And you might feel that right now, but that can change for fifteen ninety nine. Oh my gosh! I remember when I when I believed that God was being silent with me. Uh, the Z Conf, the How to Life thing. I did a message on Psalm thirteen, and. It's a cool, it's a decent message, but I really missed the point of the, the song. Psalm 13 is really quick. David is like, how long Lord, will you, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Um, and he's like, basically like, God, how long are you going to ignore me and not speak to me? But then he says at the end, but I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord because he has treated me generously. Where at the end of the Psalm, David goes, oh, like I'm wrong is kind of what happens there. There's like a complete night and day shift. And that's what I had to realize. But that's like the Romans 7 effect when people just don't read the rest of the verse and they just condemn themselves for the first half but yeah. they don't realize there's an answer to the second. If you just read Romans 8.1, you're like, that was what happened to me. I would read Romans 6 and 7 every single time I struggle with sexual sin and then somebody went, you ever read Romans 8.1? And I was like, mm. and I read it and I was like, there's a conclusion to all this? But actually, yeah. I was filling in the blank and be like in David's like worst moment and being like, yeah, it's normal for me to feel like that all the time. It's not normal. It's okay that I was feeling that way and like right. people, but it, that's not, it's not normative. I don't have to feel like that all the time. Yeah. Because for David, it was this moment and then he goes, wait, but I do, I still trust in the Lord. I still know what you're like. I still know you love me and you're there for me. And, um, Ooh, the message is called, it's, it's not okay. It's okay to be not okay, but not to stay that way. <laughs> That's not, there's a message kind of like that. It always pops up on my YouTube recommended. Yeah, it's not on YouTube. It's not that one, but that one is about, I don't remember. I've literally blocked you on all my platforms. That's good. Um, I hope this is helpful. I hope this answers I a think, lot of the questions. I think it's pretty good. People have about it because I, I was discouraging it for a long time. And me too. This is stuff that I wish somebody would have told me. Just keep talking to the Lord. Just keep trying to hear him and you will. Yeah. He will speak. I also don't believe in dry spells. There's literally no such thing as a dry season. The moment I really started to fall in love with Jesus, I have not had a dry season since. It's been like... It's been so... I've had hard seasons, but that's when God's spoken the most. Yeah, that's when I'm like the most stoked about the Lord. Yes. Like the moments he's the sweetest and I'm actually finding the most joy in Literally. Like my health is terrible right now. Skill issue. Yeah. It's really hard. But I'm like finding Jesus where like I have more joy now than I ever have, you know? So the, 
but you can't be pushed into a dry spell by circumstances unless you just bow down to them. You know what I'm saying? Dang. That's, say that again, pastor. No, 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 no. So I don't believe in dry spells in your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. It's not a real thing. It says if you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. It's never his fault. The unless Lord's- it's a season of dryness. I got to stop making jokes that are bad. Yeah. These are like a two out of 10 and I keep making them. I, I feel so see bad. The word season too. Um, season. It just like drives me nuts. It always has for some reason. Like when Christians say season, I'm in a season of this. I know you're not. Maybe you are. I don't know. You should only be able to have four seasons a year. Technically. So how many seasons you in, bro? <laughs> Come on now. You in so many you seasons. You in so many. You in South Africa? Because South Africa only has two seasons. Really? I have no idea I'm making that up. Oh, I believed you for a second. Um, yeah, there's no such thing as a dry spell. If, if you feel like the Lord is being silent, it really is because you're not listening. It's the only option. Because he, he's, you've got this 66-book love letter, and if you're with the Lord, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. The only way, the only way to not be hearing him speaking is if you're not listening. Because he's involved, he's close, he wants to talk to his kids. Anyway, this was good. I this think. was so good. Cool. We have no... AC in our house right now. It's so hot. And LA was like, hey, y'all, we're going to be hot today for real. Any more questions you guys have about this, let us know. I'll put a poll um, in the in the podcast at the very end. Um, if you believe that... Um, if you believe that what? We will you? see you tomorrow. Next episode. He took that thought captive right there and didn't tell the joke. It was going to be bad. It was going to be cringe. Holy Spirit said, my son, 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 son. Do not tell this ridiculous joke, joke, joke. <laughs> I talk about speech me every time. True, bro. All right. Cool. Let's do this thing. See you next week on episode 25. Podcast for real. <laughs>